0: Welcome to the Butter Chicken Podcast, hosted by DJ Sharad and DJ Juicy. Ooh. We focus on the stories of individuals who are making great impact in society and culture. The Butter Chicken experience is
1: well-cooked, thought-provoking conversation.
0: Thank you for tuning in, and enjoy the vibes. You got the cool tip. Party people, New York City and worldwide. This is your boy, DJ Sharad, and DJ Juicy. We are the Butter Chicken Boys at Butter Chicken Podcast. Yes, sir. On all podcasting platforms, my friend. We are. We are on Spotify. We are. We are on Apple Podcasts. Facts. We are on SoundCloud. Lovely. And which is incredible to me is we are popping in India.
1: It's love, man.
0: India's loving it, so to all our listeners and supporters abroad, uh, especially back home in India, we salute you. Uh, We are on Hubhopper in India, which has been an incredible platform and support for us, so we appreciate all of you um, for tuning in. Um, For those who are new listeners, we welcome you. For our regular listeners, thank you for tuning in. As you know, the Butter Chicken Podcast aims to tell the stories of unique individuals Making impact in culture and society. This is a fact. So basically, individuals that do what me and Juicy do <laughs> on a regular basis.
1: Sure, that wasn't too humble of you. Huh?
0: <laughs> that wasn't too humble of you. I mean, sometimes you just got to tell it like gotta it is, You got to talk your bro. shit. Yeah, it's not even talking shit, it's just straight. It's a fact. It's talking facts, my dude. Yeah, okay, G.
1: all right, I respect it.
0: We, talk, we talking facts over <laughs> here, bro, and the facts are we do what we do.
1: We do, and we love it.
0: Um, but speaking of humble, mm. uh, it's interesting because the dynamic of yourself and me is one of older brother, younger brother. Mm-hmm. We are also business partners we in are. our company and multiple companies that we own together, multiple projects that we do together. Um, and I, I had silent partners prior to working with you as my business partner, and. So I didn't have to be humble because I had no one to answer to. And you came along. You've been on the team forever. Yeah. And when we became business partners, uh, one thing that I actually learned from you, and I'm continually learning it, and it's it's hard. Groundbreaking. <laughs> is to uh, be humble.
1: Yes. Extremely important.
0: I notice you're, you're confident in what you do, but you, you possess a very humble demeanor, and you have a... Uh, uh, uh sort of like in in our culture and amongst the people that we affiliated with whether it's business personal uh everyone looks at you as like a nice guy
1: yeah and it's it's not like that that i i try to be it's just it's something that i want to be it's it's uh something i strive for because i think humility is important, important um you know in in anything you do in your life whether it's in friendships whether it's in business partnerships you know it's Having that perspective of not knowing everything and being hungry to learn more and 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 being a student consistently, I I just think it's it's important for everyone to to have as a characteristic and you know it'll it, it only brings good things to the table.
0: So a lot of times you've actually told me like Yo Sharad, um, your style and your demeanor to the people that work on our team or that work around us or mm-hmm. the people that we we associate with. Uh, is uh, a little strong and offensive, mm. and sometimes you are not humble. Mm. And if you humble yourself, you might get better results. I agree with that. I think that. I mean, you're the one that told me that. Yeah, no, I. I, so I hope that's, a, that's a fact.
1: <laughs> and the reason for that, uh, and, and my statement and, and my stance is because, um, you know, you gotta first and foremost treat everybody like a human being. Before they're your subordinate or your employee or, or partner or anything, um, they're a human being, right? So having that respect is super important, um, specifically when you're communicating with them. So you'll find that you'll get more positive results and better outcomes if you have that approach, I feel. That's that's my position on it. So it's like, you know, it's a twofold thing.
0: I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. And in, in certain environments, I, I'm very humble. Yes. i very You've definitely
1: gotten extremely and then in
0: in certain places when it comes to work it's like like we just got to get it done and like sometimes i've felt that when i try the humble and nice approach then that sometimes gets mistaken for weakness Mm. and allows people to sort of uh walk all over you or try to walk all over you or or not take you seriously
1: that's when you got to check (laughs) them
0: that at that moment hence that
1: instant check versus Later, later so on, <laughs> be humble,
0: humble, humble all the way, and then until the instant check.
1: I mean, it's but again, it's 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 how you position it and and you know your approach on, on and the use of your words, like what you, what you if you want to get your message across, you don't always have to. I, I could be firm, but also be humble, like one hundred percent. You know, so
0: so it's it's interesting because in hip hop, hip hop music and hip hop culture in general, mm. there's a lot of bragging that goes on. It's part of hip hop. Sure. Um, so from early days of battle rap where like one rapper would battle another rapper Mm -hmm. it was bragging about everything whether it be cars, money, jewels, my dick is bigger than yours, (laughs) I'm stronger than you, my house is bigger, whatever. My kicks are flyer. My kicks are flyer. I have more money, whatever it would take to sort of boast or or let the opponent or the listeners know that like I'm the man over here. Mm. And that would dictate you know the people coming in and and supporting you because you were flaunting or flossing right Right. so like hip-hop is built on braggadociousness right it's built on the braggadocia and it's built on that um and now hip-hop has evolved so much and we find rappers uh that present themselves in that manner and then we find rappers who kind of possess the demeanor that you've been sort of coaching me on is is being humble and being approachable and uh being sort of nicer
1: yeah and i think both styles work and they're effective and uh you know it's just your fan base i think we say this all the time like the content is first right like if you're putting out good content Mm -hmm. you're gonna have people follow you the things that come around like your persona and, and the way you carry yourself and things like that you'll lose some fans and you'll gain some fans and there's people like Kendrick Lamar, sit down, be humble. Like it's in his song. Like, and he carries himself that way, right? And then there's people who are in your face and, and strong with it, and they also have their own fan base. So I think it, they speak to a specific audience um, in general. But for me personally, my position is is yo, humility is huge. Being humble is huge, and um, you know you can succeed too. So it's
0: interesting because uh, we were both um, uh, put on to this rapper, uh, extremely talented. Uh, dude who mm-hmm. happens to be very humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes by the name of Tai Zu. How you? Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, from onset, I recently started interacting with this artist. And from Rip to me, he came off with a lot of a complete humble attitude that I don't see from a lot of rappers that I have current dealings with today. Currently, yeah. And... What's interesting is is that although he comes off humble, mm-hmm. um, person to person, when you talk to the guy, from a bar perspective, crazy, he comes off like a ruthless <laughs> animal. It's yeah. a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. And it's interesting. And today we're going to talk to him. Uh, he goes by the name of Tai Zhu. Uh, his parents call him Manan, Bandia, if you will, <laughs> uh, and he's in studio with us all the way from Dirty Jersey. Is it today or Philly Dirty today? Jersey, Philly. You know,
2: we're all where all these regions were. We're all over the uh, East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Born in Jersey, grew up in in uh, PA, right outside of Philly, so, Bucks County. What's up?
0: So, um, Taizu. Welcome to the Butter Chicken Podcast. Hey, I'm honored, guys. (laughs) Welcome. What's up? (laughs) Welcome to have you here.
2: I'm super happy to be here.
0: And uh, today, um, our objective uh, is to tell your story thus far. Um, From what we know of you, it's still relatively early in your career, Mm -hmm. but you're not new to the game. Right. You've been doing this quite some time right. we are, we're, maybe we're late I don't know but we both kind of got put onto you separately right and we both uh, have become uh, instant advocates of your sound mm-hmm. if you will I and uh, I, I think it's safe to say that a lot of our following and our listenership globally might not know you or maybe they've heard of you but maybe they haven't heard your music maybe they've right. heard something but not everything. But ultimately, by the end of this episode, we want to tell your story thus far and uh, allow the listeners to get to know who Tai Zhu is and what he's all about. Love it.
1: Yeah, man. So, Zhu, tell us uh, a little bit about where you come from culturally yeah. and that, how that kind of shaped you and, and your career or, or you getting into your career.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm Gujarati. Like, my parents
1: came here from
2: Gujarat, So, um, yeah, you know, since, since like a, a kid, Indian music was playing all the time. My mommy loved films, mm. right? So we, she would always be. We'd be going to the movies. and just watching Indian movies all the time. Mm. And then my parents, you know, love music. My this dad loves like, singing. Like to
0: the, you'd go to the theaters, yeah, in like Edison and stuff. Absolutely, Edison was the, <laughs> Edison. Was the hood, right, was we lived hope.
2: in Newark. We lived in the Ivy Hill apartments in Newark. Newark Me, was hood. Newark it was, was hood. All the, everyone was there. Like the whole Indian community was there. I feel like between Edison, and there like that region we're packed we're yeah. still there right oh yeah so um yeah New- so newark uh was where it all started i lived with my cousin like you know we lived with the whole extended family and then yeah that's a, that's kind of all i started like indian music was the first uh music film that
0: i consumed and then yeah H- how old are you 31 so you've been you've been you're you're not a young guy out no, here in no, i'm not a young bird <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so so about. you were listening to music in like the 80s mm-hmm. Well, no. I, well, yeah, I was, I was born at the
2: end of 87, December 31st. So like as late in 87 as I could be born. But yeah, so, you know, 80. So, yeah, a couple of years there in the 80s, but more than 90s. Okay. Like that was the 90s was the, era. the phase. Yeah, yeah, That decade was everything like that. You know, in Rugrats and Doug, like salute your shorts. <laughs> are you afraid of the dark? Like that was the phase. Like that's when it was popping. You, you know go. what I'm saying?
0: B- very similar in age to Juicy. Yeah, though. yeah,
1: yeah. You know, brother,
0: you know,
2: oh, yeah. was five, <laughs> <laughs> Like that was that was it. Like step by step. Are you kidding me? Stop it. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. We can go off on that. But <laughs> '96, <cows>. yeah, like, <laughs> the, 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 it was a great time for me you know just everything and just um, even the music, like Bollywood. Like there was. Fire stuff coming out in the '90s, even 2000. So like, I feel like there's a there's a great content to digest, mm. and like you know, you can, yeah. And it's like that's one of the things too, right? It's like you can only shit what you eat. So it's like whatever comes in is what's gonna come out, right? Mm. And and so it's like that was a heavy, like it was great stuff that like I was you know able to take in because that's what my parents were listening to, and that's why my, my, my mommy was listening, like my family was. Like, that's what I was surrounded by. So then that's kind of what I was digesting, you know. And yeah, it had a really like, really big influence from me. I didn't realize until I got older. Because it, it becomes one of those things where you don't really even analyze how you get to where you are, right? You kind of live life, right? Everything goes. You don't really look back, right? Like, you, yeah, you can take a photo and instantly reminisce, like, oh, look at that five seconds ago. But mm. you don't really – it's not something that you do regularly, right? It's it's more like every three years they say someone changes, right? Like, you, if your thought patterns aren't evolving every three years, then maybe it's time to reevaluate or introspect, right? Mm. Because – The world's moving. Things are changing. There's constant stimuli from every direction now more than ever, right? So if you're not evolving, if you're not changing, then you're falling behind any moment you stand still, right? Stagnant. Like you can't be stagnant in this world. It's constant momentum, right? The treadmill is underneath of us. So whether it's now these financial structures we've put where we have to live within that, right? These, like, sure, we were talking about that trade pieces of paper until you die. And it's it's like, it's sad. It's it's what it is now. And I, I understand the rationale behind it and how we got to this point. And it's beautiful. We've evolved as a civilization, like we're accomplishing things. Uh, in the end, I don't think it really all matters, like, which is a whole different thing, because I don't think there's really a purpose to life as such. And that's a whole different dialogue. But in general, I feel like we consume, like, all these experiences and everything, it's, it's all ramping up, right? Uh, technology is evolving exponentially, but biologically, we can only evolve at a certain static rate. So it's like all of these things are taking place at once that we haven't even really under- We haven't understood the side effects, right? Like, kind of like Black Mirror, where it's like, if technology is a drug, what are the side effects? Well, we don't know yet, right? We're figuring that out. So I think in that vein, it's like just like life. You're constantly figuring things out, right? You're constantly hitting a pothole and being like, all right, cool. I'd uh, be careful of that, right? So it's just like I think like that slowly you pick things up and you learn and grow, evolve. And you know how the tree keeps growing until it dies? Yeah, so- the podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Drop the
1: mic. <laughs> I mean, this yo, is, this what is, the? Yo, yo hold guys- on. This is why Homie has bars, bro. Like Yo, this guy
0: just spit so much in like 2 minutes.
1: Dude, I'm going home. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm fucking Yo, Yo um we, you
0: know what we say, you know he Shout out to our boy Farhan.
1: Farhan, what this up, bro? This is Farhan,
0: man, but like a different version. Like his own Taizu is like Yeah. super educated, has a lot of thoughts inside his brain. Yeah. <laughs> this
1: this is why I felt like like because we, we have friends very similar to like thought process and things of the way you like just express your words and stuff and your thoughts we have a, one specific friend who has a very similar style so I felt like like instantly when I first spoke to him I'm like yo dude I got a connection with this dude like I'd known him for so long like it's crazy to me so yeah, and, and, it, it's, it's love bro it's, uh, it's straight yeah
2: it's it, it, mad love jersey from when we first met <laughs> you already know and Shrad you already like I'm just talking like bro love bro, where's this podcast going but to that point too with with knowledge I feel like it's not even we pause I, for it, a second I, I, yeah.
0: I want to talk about this this word that we started this podcast with today, please, which is being humble. Yeah. So we meet a lot of people, um, and I, I was talking to another guest about this as well. Uh, the younger people uh, in in you know in today's society, when we meet someone, it's it's a lot is very social media driven. Uh, you meet somebody, you might DM them. You might not be able to have a conversation in real life, right. but you could talk to that person via. DM or text or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, and then when it comes to real life, it's sort of really, really silent, right. quiet and cold, right mm. right? Absolutely. So just a backstory. we were introduced. I was introduced, I was put on to you uh, by a girl named Ambika yeah, from, from California. Yeah. I, I don't know what she said to me. It might have come across as a DM like, yo, this is my dude. Yeah. you need to fuck with him. His music is really good check them out, boom. And then you might have reached out. I'm yeah. not sure. Or I might have reached out. I'm not sure. But yeah. then there was some sort of digital communication at that point. Right. But then you just popped in at an event that I was DJing, and you told me who you were, and I said, cool, and I played your song. Yeah. Like, right then and there. That was love, bro. Thank you. Um, and you didn't ask me to. Right. Juicy met you a few months prior yeah, at, a, an, at an event. at an
1: event. Um, that he wasn't DJing. I wasn't DJing, just pulled up, just kind of see the vibe. And, you know, it was a, a new event that, that's been put on um, by some people in the industry. And, you know, just, just working in the room, talking to people, getting to know people, um, you know, because I, I am from that, I guess, old school, you could say, where I don't really rely on technology for communication all the time. I'd rather have the face-to-face interaction, human-to-human interaction. And, you know, when I go to these type of events, I I like to talk about real shit. And I think when, when you and I just started talking um, and just to kind of build on, on the point of, of like just being an intellect and having like deep knowledge and, and conversations, like I, I think the chemistry and the conversation just started flowing so well where I was like, you know what, like I got to hear the dude's music, like he's a real cat, real recognizes real. And then from there, it's just it's always been love, like, like you're the homie, I've known you for a minute, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> which I've only known you for a couple of months. But but it's love man and and i think that um going back to Sherrod's point of being humble you know there's uh there's not a lot of cats or i hope there there more but i feel that there's not too many people that are like yourself and and have this humble demeanor about yourself and approach things with uh open eyes and open arms and just be progressive you know uh, yeah. in your thought process so i,
2: I know I- I was just going to say with the humble thing and it's funny with hip-hop. I feel like what started with hip-hop, right? Why this braggadocious culture and it's natural because what happens to a group if when you suppress something when you push a spring It's gonna the further you push it that the, the higher it's gonna bounce back, right? So you have a group of people that were silenced and had no voice, right? We're, we're not a person then we're three-fifths like when you do this to a culture or a community You suppress somebody and you don't give somebody a voice It's gonna come off as screaming It's gonna come off as hear me roar because I've been silent for so long and my cries are falling on deaf ears. Mm. So it came from a place where it was like, I, I want to be heard. I have a story. You're not hearing me, right? And people were sharing their art in that way. Now it's the number one <laughs> music on planet Earth. So we've evolved and it's so beautiful. So that's where it's like these elements, like these elements stem from that, right? A lot of uh, arrogance comes from insecurity. Why? When you don't feel like you're heard, if you feel like everyone's listening to you, why would you ever feel like you need to be shout? Mm. If you would talk like this all the time, if you thought everyone was always listening. But they're not, so you have to get their attention. Right. So then we're, we're compelled to do things like this, right? So so th- these are kind of like even methods of either branding yourself or even just getting your story out there, right? That's that's why music is so beautiful. It, music is an outlet, right? It's, it's like, okay, let me be emotional with you, and except I don't want to talk it to you. I want to sing my emotion. Right. And that's really what it comes down to. And, and so even in this day and age now with this arrogance, a lot of that comes from fear, right? When you're uncertain, right, when there's an unknown factor, confidence becomes a mask that you wear to show people that you're not afraid and and so sometimes then that can all morph and evolve into arrogance because you're not control. when you water a garden right the 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 weeds grow with the flowers if you don't pick the weeds the weeds will keep growing Mm. but the water the energy you put into whatever if you just water a garden that's what people end up doing they'll have positive and negative but if you don't weed out the negatives and you just keep watering everything will grow so, and, and, and that's where that fear comes from, where it's like, if you, when you, when you feel like, um, you don't have a platform, then you stand at at the bottom looking up screaming and then, but now that we're at the top and we're climbing and things haven't changed yet. So mm. I'm not, you know, advocating that at all, that we, we get silent, but there is a level now where it's like, especially if you're at a platform and you've reached a certain level of success, mm. there is, um, an opportunity for you to impact the world in a different way that a lot of people don't have. Um, you know, that microphone to speak. So, so it is interesting. And, and that doesn't mean you go to the club and you want to hear, like, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to save everyone. And world hunger. They're like, what the hell is this song? This is the worst song I've ever heard. It's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? It's just not.
0: People Stop will be like, yeah. You know what
1: I'm saying? People be like, yeah, turn this off. Like, this is the most garbage song i ever heard in my life. So,
2: but, so, so so, there's a balance there. Like, how Dickie just did with Earth, right? And if he intentionally marketed it in a way where it's like, this is what this purpose is for. So there's ways to do things and use platform. So, I, And arrogance has a place, right? It's a tool. These are all tools. Every emotion is a tool. Love is a tool, right? A- everything you utilize in a certain way. And uh, anger is a tool, right? Mm-hmm. You, if, if somebody's attacking your family, you're going to sit there and be like, no, no, please. You're going to get angry because it's a tool that you have to utilize, right? right? And, and so... Uh, all these emotions are tools. We end up losing ourselves in the emotion, which is what ends up happening. The emotions then dictate us. That's when that's that line uh, between where you control your environment and the environment controls you, right? Like you guys know isn't that metaphor with the coffee bean, the carrot, oh, yeah. egg, and coffee bean.
0: Break it, down. No, break it down so it's
2: like there's three types so of people in this we? world <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm vibing though so, yeah. okay, yeah. cool. so it's like a carrot right Which, um, so a carrot's like all, really tough really hard and then you put in a boiling situation and it becomes soft and then you have an egg which is very brittle and at any time it can crack but you put it in a boiling situation it gets really hard inside right but then you have a coffee bean that no matter how much you boil it and cook it it just spreads its fragrance but it never changes its true nature so it's like that's the idea it's like how do we be coffee beans in a world that's forcing us to always be eggs and carrots right like, cause Because because They that want the, that out that of that you. That was the
0: best shit I heard all day. You know
2: what I'm saying? They, they, but they want a reaction out of you, right? They want us to react. Because when they win. Who's they? in general the world like it's from, from when the time you're born you're born into a box right we walked out of jungles and we put boxes around everything and we're like this is life now right i live in a box i'm born in a box i communicate through a box everything we've put labels around just because we don't understand it it made sense before because you had to use stereotypes and certain judgment because a tiger looks like a lion looks like a cheetah and if you don't your family's gonna get eaten we've evolved past that we're not at the bottom of maslow's hierarchy of needs it's not about food and shelter for some it is right but in for the the majority in, in our realm of what we're speaking of, our relative truth here in America, this bubble we live in, that's not our reality. Our reality is now this daily kind of grind that we live in, you know? So it's like, but but all these boxes that we've done, we've forgotten that we come, like, we're, we have an infinite nature. Like, we're literally stardust, right? Like, that's even, hold on that. But, like, supernovas created, like, we, we are literally stardust, and we forget that. We put ourselves in the boxes. Since we're born, we're like, all right, blue's for boys, pink is for girls, math is for boys, girls are going to love cooking. Like, it's just nonsense stereotypes and norms that you're taught right but again you can only shit what you eat so yeah the the racist kid who's 10 years old I can't really blame him when he's 10 but I can say something when he's 30 because at this day and age you've had exposure to the world to understand but when you're racist at 10 you've only been fed racist shit Right? You're a racist kid because your parents made you racist. You're born blank. You're not born Indian. You're not born Muslim. You're not born anything. You're born with no identity, and then you collect everything. People build boxes around you. You look. Yes, mom, dad, and you learn. You learn from imperfect people what perfection is. That's never Do you know what I'm saying? It's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That, yeah, it's a cycle And, and, and I feel like The, that, the biggest thing That's the thing It's not even knowledge Like you were mentioning earlier It's not about knowledge Knowledge. Pause, pause have, for a second
0: Yeah Yo, you see, this, you see this laptop? Yeah This laptop has the notes Did you get your laptop? Ready? Yeah Set? Yeah. <laughs> we, we gotta shut the laptop <clears throat> Cause I've only done this On one other episode yeah. Before Like we have an agenda We're just gonna Pause on the agenda What? This conversation is Is very interesting uh, We're fans of Of smart people we have come to the realization that both of us have some smarts in us, Yeah. but we thrive off of being around smart people. Mm. It's just how, it's what we like. It's like we, we, we like people who are well-read. We like people who can speak. We, I'm, I'm a fan of people who can educate me and give me some knowledge. And it doesn't matter how old you are or, or, or what knowledge you're presenting to me, but if what you're presenting makes sense, I'll absorb that. Yeah facts and and what you're talking about right now is fucking mind is, blasting it's not on the agenda <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very interesting yeah
1: What's your educational background?
0: Yeah, like tell, I tell am us about a that. proud Drexel dropout.
2: That's why earlier when you were saying about education, like I, I don't. No, I, but you're educated. It's about uneducating yourself. The problem is that we've been educated by people who aren't educated. And so the whole thing is uneducating yourself and becoming your own teacher. And I think that's where the distinction is. You're educated, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we uneducate ourselves? That's the hardest part. How do you unlearn everything you've been taught your whole life? It's impossible. That's like telling someone who's devoutly religious there's no God, it's never gonna work. That's not how the conversation could begin. <laughs> you can never start a dialogue that way. So there's a tact, right? Winston Churchill has that quote, tact is the ability to tell your enemy to go to hell and have them look forward to the journey. And that's what we're here to do. Be tactful, tell everyone to go to hell and they're like, I love that guy, right? But that's how you navigate through life, right? It's all about tact, it's all about how you maneuver and, and craft certain things. So with knowledge and with unlearning, we, we, we're constantly fed shit that's not true. Right, this is what God is. How do you know? Because that's what someone told me. How do they know? Because that's what someone taught them. How do they know? Because that's what someone taught them. So, so it's a never ending cycle of that's what somebody taught me. So it's like, all right, what did you learn yourself? And then that's when you really start figuring out like, who are we? Like, we, we drink water all day, we don't even know what's in water. No one knows, it. we just drink it. We're like, yeah, water keeps me alive. What the hell's in it? No idea. We don't even know what's in an atom. You break an atom down, we don't know what an atom is. We're like, yep, H2O, two H's and an O, baby, O. double down. Like, you don't know what that is, have no oh, clue shit. what that is, but we drink it and it's It's life, right? It's water. It's life. So it's unlearning, right? We've been taught everything. That's the problem. You can sit in a jungle absolute silence Sadhguru said that he said you can sit in a jungle for a million years in absolute silence and absolute focus and still not understand everything that's happening yet we want to not only are we now not sitting in a jungle we're creating data at a hyper speed right and we're just constantly consuming it's impossible right so it's like all right for first what's important what's your agenda like then it's all these things start breaking down we're because in the end of the day we're animals right like we just we evolved we're the smartest thing we know so that's where the ego comes in right ego is how we interact with the world if you were to sit in a jungle you wouldn't need an ego you would Need survival survival skills. But when we interact and we have some sort of like me the identity of the self is caused by an interaction. It's a comparison. Instantly, that's where the ego comes into play because now it's like I, right? Even the sense of I, I. I is because your senses end at a certain thing. If this chair, if I, if you felt the chair that you were sitting in, you would call the chair yourself because you feel it. So it's you is only the end of your senses. This is a physical matter. Like this is our physical self. But now we're talking about emotion. Are all these things are supposed to be metaphysical outside of the physical realm. We're chasing infinite, right, in physical. Like we're trying to find like sex is a pleasure, smoking is a pleasure, drinking is a pleasure. We're trying to find elevation into the infinite through physical means that's like trying to go to the moon using a tesla it's not going to work it just doesn't have the mechanisms required for you to get there right you need a different tool you need to reevaluate that journey so and i think that's where a lot of this unlearning comes into play where it's like all right what is my journey what's my purpose if i have no purpose you're lucky if you're remembered for 100 years god bless you if you're name me your family members that for from over 100 years ago that's in your own family can't right it's like or not even you can't but majority of people cannot name mm. extended family members over a century that's your own family right this is your own blood that you can't name so we're not relevant we think we're relevant and because life is the only thing we know that's the only thing that we consume that's all we believe is real so it's really hard then that other thing is stepping outside of what we believe in this this box that we're put into and saying all right what else is there right is there something else so yeah i think that's that conversation i feel like that helps with the. The humble or the arrogant part as well, it's like when you start realizing how relevant you are in the general scheme of things, it's pretty dope. Like, I can do anything and it doesn't matter, right? That, that doesn't mean you go crazy on the other end. But it's like, whatever I do, right? Why yeah. not dream big? Look, go out swinging, your life does not matter. You think you matter, even if you saved the whole universe. Let's say, that was a thing. If you can go push a button and be like, I saved the whole universe, what are you gonna do after? Go have a beer? Go grab some good food? Go hang out? Go watch a movie? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right And even after you go, why do you care? Well, you're not going to care after you go. There's, we don't know what it is. We can talk all day that, it, oh, there's a heaven. If heaven's better, then go right now. Stop waiting. No need to wait. If heaven's better, go for it. Why are you here? Why are you living here? If, if the, everything is promised to you and there's all this glory after death, go. Why are you here? There's no reason. right? And, and then it's going it to be like, yeah, because I have to pay. Look. Do you, who, What do you think the god, like if an ant, what do you think an ant's god looks like? Do you think it looks like an ant? Do you think it looks like a human? What do you, if an ant has a god, what's a an ant's god? <laughs> And then, and then, if we're talking about gods, like gods hearing yeah. your prayers, can you even name the grasshoppers that are in your lawn? No, there's grasshoppers in your lawn. You can't, why would you name them? There's grasshoppers in my lawn. And then we're talking about God, this infinite being who controls 13.7 billion years of cosmic space and time, is sitting here listening to your emails about Marijobgay. I don't have to, I have a headache, I have my wife probably. You think God cares? Are you serious? (laughs) You think God knows you exist, that there's a God? You think that's what he's focusing his time on? Oh my (laughs) God, his inbox must be popping after 100,000 years of human prayers and complaints.
0: I I just figured something out. Yeah. The the music is not your only outlet. (laughs)
2: I mean, currently, that's why, I mean, right now it is, but the goal is, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm writing like some screenplays and like some short film stuff that I really want to do. Just touch on some interesting subjects i feel like religion is one of those taboos it's one of those things that's hard to unlearn so i i like the challenge of that because having a conversation again with somebody uh, who's extremely religious um is intellectually it's it's a great discourse Right, because you're it's, you're almost fighting against impossible odds, which is why I love this music. Like the, what we're doing, is we're like trying to chase the impossible,
0: right? Let's let's, like, let's talk about the music
2: first. Let's go back. Let's go back. Hold to on. The do,
1: do you do you smoke weed? I do. Okay. I was looking for my pen. Like, <laughs> okay, Rishi, the other pen, can you hear me pen? I do. I, 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 pen. <laughs> <got a> pen? <laughs> no, I just I, I mean th- th- these type of conversations happen when, like, <laughs> when I'm really blazed, like, yeah. which which I respect and I love. Yeah, and I pen, let's like, go. with it. Thanks, Okay,
0: so clearly like we've had conversations but a lot of them have been like short you'll call me we'll quickly chat about some music shit you know and uh, whatever it may be and then it'll be like a two three five minute thing and then we out right and you're pretty respectful of that every time we have a call um i didn't know you the way i've just met you in the last (laughs) 20 minutes right i don't think juicy did either maybe not a little little bit we 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 got into some i know you said he's a wild guy wild like is not the right word not wild but like <laughs> but like he's deep like deep dude right pause pause so <laughs> um, deep <laughs> so clearly rap is just one way of you expressing yourself right and that's the way we're introducing you to our followership and the people that are subscribers to Butter Chicken Podcast but clearly this is bigger than rap for you right right yeah, yeah, the goal
2: on the larger scale is I, I want to have conversations with the world. I feel like I just, you know, I want to ask questions. I want to be asked questions. I want to, you know, learn more. I, I feel like I learn more about myself with every song I make and every conversation I have. Like even this, right? You kind of, like, doubt is an element of faith. So even in that questioning process, you learn more about yourself and even what you're talking Say about. Say that again. Doubt? Is an element of faith. Okay. Right? Like And if you, doubt is not an element of faith, that becomes blind faith, and that's scary. Right? Mm. So, like, there's a, there's a a there's that balancing act between questioning and knowing. And it should always be there, right? I think you are discussing that with the humble, mm. right? glass If your glass is full, you put more water in, it's going to make a mess. So you always got to keep it level, so there's always room for more.
0: So where do we start? Music. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, music. We're, we're trying to talk about the music. Right, right, right. <laughs> I've heard some of your music. Correct. Oh, what other platforms are
2: outside, or like, is this the
0: only thing you're could, saying, right? Clearly it's not. No, no, no. But I want to touch on the music, because I know you have this album about to come out. Right. May 31st. May 31st. May 31st, 2019. The album comes out. What's the name of the album? Zoo. Okay. Yeah, capital Z, capital U. Okay. Tell us about the album. Yeah. So,
2: the album, um, it's nine songs, and the idea behind it was um, a quote like my mom used to say to me since I was little. Um, She would say, this world is a zoo, uh, and understand the nature of each beast, and create the boundaries, you know, accordingly. So, uh, the, the whole idea behind this project is, is just kind of breaking down that. Um, the first half of it is very kind of rambunctious, loud party, right? Um, the whole album's produced between Rishi Rex, um, who did six of the tracks, and Rush, uh, my, my, my cousin, who did um, the other three.
0: Now Rush is a DJ as well? Yeah, Rush Vass. Okay, so um, Rush is, is a DJ. Brother. Rishi Rex is a DJ. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the DJs have produced your album with you.
2: Yeah, Rush Vass, is, uh, he's a producer. Okay, and then okay. Rishi's a DJ. Okay, Got so it.
0: Rush doesn't DJ at all? No. Okay, but no. Rishi six six records on the album. Correct. So yeah. two thirds of your album was two thirds is by Mr. Rex and two though. DJs. Yeah, it's interesting. So you, what's a Zuccarat? So
2: zucarat, <laughs> uh, cause I, it's I, the, absolutely. That's the intro song, and it's like if you hear the sample, it's this like it's from a old television or movie clip, and it's just it's about um, this wild jungle cat or this beast. And yeah. that, So I, is I,
0: a Zuccarat a real animal? Cause no, I've never heard. It's It's like a chupacabra. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: 100% like a chupacabra. Okay. Yeah. So it's just this like idea of this beast, this jungle cat, this jungle beast. Uh, yeah. And it's just, I don't want to call it like an alter ego, like it's my Sasha Fierce. No, it's more it's more just like creatively having fun as an intro to the album. And this idea of um, the intensity that I hope to bring, which is why it starts that way. Um, it's, Very it's intense. It's that fierceness. Yeah, because right. for me, it's the wordplay. Like, I, I love... Uh, just pushing myself to just write stronger and better. And just like that's the whole game. It's like, how do you beat yourself, right? It's just, you're not really competing with anyone in this world. Like, you can compare yourself, like, I try to, like, with what Kendrick's doing, Cole. Coles, like the, the great writers and, and, and these fantastic storytellers of our time. Mm. So that's always there, but it's always about <clears throat> what you're doing, right? Forget what, you can only be the best version of you. So it's like, how are you constantly sharpening your blade and, 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 and pushing your craft? So with this album, I feel like it's a great, it's my first official like studio album. It's my first introduction to the world. Like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm Thai Zoo, I'm Zoo. Like, this world is a zoo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's the whole thing too. It's interesting, right? A zoo brings all the animals together. Are,
0: are these thoughts manifested over time or is it just something you're... Like, What's your process on making a, tra- a tra- track? Is it,
2: yeah? No, I, I we like cook pretty fast. Like, to give you an idea, like these are like, act, like literal numbers. Uh, I think we've done 44 tonight, 45. We just made a track with Rishi before we came here since January 16th. Jeez. Um, so yeah, no, and those are like proper tracks, it's not just like a verse, like these are verses and hooks. So yeah, we have 44 or 45 tracks that we made since January 16th. Wow, yeah. So we've just been tracking it and, and that's outside the album that that's the there's ten tracks on the album where well, there's nine and Then we changed one so we might just drop it's a song called for the birds we, we might just drop it. We shot a video for it, too, but I don't know But now it's like nine different tracks So that's dropping and then we have a total of yeah, like 40 some um, and, and we we're cooking all the time like we make a couple songs a week
0: so, so, so since january 16th you did 45 songs yeah including the album right
2: yeah no the album was done the was, album was so, recorded yeah the album started mixing and stuff in like october november
0: so like 55 songs that you've done since october or so yeah right? if
2: we, yeah because if you go to october it's probably more like 60 like 60 okay, because a, we didn't include some of those and we did it they just throw away the high yeah. output
0: right there okay so that's a lot of songs right yeah, yeah, yeah. um how long have you been making music
2: Properly, um, like my first project we dropped in 2009. I was part okay. of a group called Abstract Method Okay. with, uh, with Rush and uh, my boy Anjum. So okay. yeah, we dropped out. That
0: was, was, that, was that a group that was made up of all yeah. South Asian kids? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah,
2: Anjum is, uh, is is from Punjab and me and Rush are Gujarati. Okay. So So um, you were
0: like fresh out of school, drop out? In, and, in school. Oh, that's we dropped out right in
2: 2010 okay. to go to India to do, uh, yeah, to work on some music. We're to, there for, what,
0: to go to India to work. Yeah, yeah. So we two, guys three dropped months out? period.
2: Me and Anjum did. Well,
0: at the same time? Correct, yeah. Okay. Both of us at the same time. And and, <laughs> and Rush had graduated already?
2: No, Rush, I think, went for a little bit, like a year or two, but yeah, he dropped out as well. Then
0: after. So... so. So yeah, gang what, of dropouts. What do your what do you what does your family say to you when you drop out? <laughs> no, absolutely. It was like, what
2: you know what I mean? It's like, no, mom, we're gonna be a rapper, you know, and like. But even back then, this is 2010 when I dropped out. Yeah, so uh, you're talking nine years ago. So yeah, 20, it's, it's even 22. different. You're now. almost a senior. Uh, yeah, at that point, I, I had three years done. You know, I was doing well. Like, I, it wasn't about the school. It's just to me, it made no sense. I was like what is like the whole structure behind education to me i feel like needs to evolve right like that's goes back to we've been growing in all of these realms but with these things we, it's go back to like the church days where you sit with a protractor and draw stuff out it's wild to me so the the whole educational process i feel right. like didn't make sense to me and i feel right. like but
0: that's changed now in the last 10 years where there's 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 places to educate yourself that yeah are exactly not yeah and there's, cool, there's
1: more progressive programs and things like that but you know you got to find them like it's not, not you every, have to have the resources that's the other that's thing. The part it's right like, resources th- like, not everyone has access
2: no and and it should be an age where now it's like if you have internet you should be able to have access to so much right but again the way we go about teaching people is still so old like right. you stand in front of the, with the chalkboard that's like centuries old process like if not like two centuries old you know what I mean? that's what they used to do that's how i used to teach kids and slap them with a the ruler and like it's old school yeah but we haven't gotten out of that like
0: we still or i don't know i don't know what the solution is i'm not you know but i'm just saying so, like so you you saw the hole in that and you were like i'm not for this i'm out
2: yeah and plus i wanted to like i just I, to me i always first i always wanted to go into film so like, i was like Debating earlier on, when I was like, should I go to New York Film Academy instead of Drexel? And then I went to Safra. I'm like, all right, I'll go to Drexel and I'll do film stuff on the side and mm-hmm. whatever, right? And I end up just drinking and just doing stupid shit, right? Like I, I went to like one film club meeting and like nothing happened of it. <laughs> so like that, that. Then by 2010, we had like recorded a bunch of stuff and we had dropped the album and there's was, there was like some opportunity in India. So it's like, why, let's try why,
0: it. Why was there an opportunity in India back then? I want, I want to really paint yeah. this picture of your music come up because uh, yeah. we could go left all day. Yeah. And right. Right. And at the end of of this people's minds are going to be blown <laughs> and everyone's gonna be like what the fuck okay i'll go listen to the album yeah but ideally we started somewhere which is to talk about your music i want right. to talk about that and if we if we veer a little right we could G- great but I love l- it. let's 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 see so y- you make this first album in Correct. 2010 after dropping out yeah right yeah, yeah. Well, okay.
2: well yeah we had two projects then and then okay. 2010 we left we and, went you, to and India. how do you
0: release it independently itunes yeah, back then Piff. okay Dat Dat Piff. Piff. Wow. Okay. the
2: mixtape authority yeah, it's not just that. Hiff I I'm mixtape the mixtape authority <laughs> so like, alright we're official now so when we put that you know a premium thing where like then you were if you're a non-member like you don't have to log into here it's yeah. like oh, we're gonna pay that like we're lit we're about to be famous <laughs> we made right? it we had that, the project and we had like ARM on sample like the Thal there's Thal on it there's a bunch of stuff like that was like you know like back in the day we had all that stuff like the Indian elements you nothing was cleared yeah that was the Vibes yeah that Those was the vibes, vibes. It was yeah like, Yo, dope so we dropped that went to india and we worked and on this track
0: and you went to india because you thought hey we're some south asian kids from america 100% we're cool we yes. know what's cutting edge we're gonna go to india yeah and over there they're gonna embrace us and they're gonna love us 100%. because we're coming from the west and right. they need us mm. right yeah this was, is the mindset
2: right and it was more like what, what ended up happening there was through Undrum's dad he met someone pops met somebody um a guy by the name of uh, Gaurav Dayal, who ended up we doing a collaboration there, and he said, uh, You know, we have this song that we could work on together with this artist, Neha Basin, and it was a, for a Reebok song um that Reebok, about yeah so so that deal was there I'm like all right cool that sounds really interesting they were looking for hip-hop vocals we're like all right that works and money now.
0: wasn't the, you weren't in the business yet you we were. were
2: not in the business of it that's very safe to say <laughs> yeah.
0: we're in okay, the okay. business so we have to talk about the business yeah and
2: it's funny like now too it's you're, become more like that's where you know you start recognizing when you're early in your career too you're so anxious and you're so eager and you're so excited about the look right about the look about oh we're gonna do a song for you about oh like it, it, all these things, and it's cool. Absolutely. But at the same time, I think like that's the thing as an artist. It's like you have to really understand who you are as an artist first. I think before you could break through. Yeah, there's plenty of examples of you know yodel the yodel boy at Coachella. Like that's dope. That will happen. Like you can be at Walmart and be at Coachella two weeks later. But realistically, <laughs> that's not going to be the track. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, oh yeah. There's like th- th- there's like different ways to the top. So which is fine, but. Yeah, so we were like, all right, cool, this is it. Like, you know, right, we're on. That was, not, that was 10 years ago Like almost like not, So it's a, it's a minute ago But I feel like even Like the music got serious For
0: me in the past Like year and a half year Wait so what Tell me 2000 was, So you go yeah. to India What happened Do they, they fuck with you have you in India Yeah. They no it was you?
2: cool Like there was a very small scene At that time Like 2010 it was popping Like we worked with Mumbai?
0: Groups, um, Delhi Delhi
2: okay. Yeah we worked with A, a group called Reggae Rajas To shout out them Super dope Like great vibes They were throwing Some really dope shows In the scene then um, And we did some performances With them Was and this
0: it, the onset Of Desi Hip Hop and stuff that's happening now That's progressed Yeah It was really earlier It was a like very early I guess stages of it that It wasn't even categorized yet Yeah mm-hmm. no
2: Like in 2010 It was a very small scene Right Yeah but they would have the shows Like we were hopping In uh, Delhi We had a lot of fun Yeah a lot of fun Did you have this aesthetic This beard and No these glasses? Okay. Yeah I had a beard uh, short, much? No, no, no. I didn't even have a beard. Like, it's beard, like to call it a beard, like right now, it's Ugh. like no, no. I did not have a beard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. That's like, double. So but, did they?
0: Did they? Did they like you? Because you were from the West.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was like one part of it, uh, you know. But yeah, the, it was great relationships. They did, of course enjoyed it because we were from the West. Like everyone was cool out there. Just people just showed love for the music. Yeah. You know, it's like still fairly new right. at the time. Where of course everyone knew hip hop, but it was still emerging. You know, and, and like you were it,
0: rapping in English. Yeah, in English. Okay.
2: Got it. Yeah, I I mean, my Gujarati is good. My Hindi, (laughs) my Hindi, I'm not that good. But you know, we bullshit cartels. You know how that goes. So, my Gujarati is better. So, like the cab drivers and like the rickshaw drivers, they instantly know, like, bro, like he's a clown. Don't trust trust this guy. (laughs) He's a fraud. He's a fraud. You know, but. Yeah, 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 no, it was love. It was a lot of love then. Okay, um, so how
0: long do you spend there? and then
2: Six months that year. Three months and three months in 2010, we were there. Okay, and then yeah. and then you pack it up? Then We, we packed pack, it up, came why, back. Why? It, it was cool, but the scene was not, you know, uh, not even... I, I don't even think we were ready. I think, forget even the scene. I feel like it comes down to the artist, because even if you don't have a scene, you can make a scene if you have a platform or if you have, like, some sort of... Like, I don't think we understood what our brand was. I know I personally didn't understand what my sound was. It was more... Like, no, just put shit out put shit out and like oh I love this sound like, I'm going to make something like this Or so I was like remixing all sorts of stuff like you know what I mean like, Oh, and it, it wasn't like who am I what do I want to say what conversation do I, none of that was things I was talking to myself when I was writing you know mm. and I feel like I was imitating what like my mixtape I dropped in 2012 late 2012 early 2013 is it still, is it still like available on yeah right? on right? Dad okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm mixtape that mixtape authority okay. <laughs> yeah so we better get a sponsorship like yeah is it under, under, under Taizu? Yeah, uh, no it's under abstract method no oh yeah uh, it's called love drugs and murder my first solo mixtape is yeah okay, it's under Taizu. It. we're gonna find it check out. you guys. I think you guys will enjoy it it's uh, bars it's just straight bars okay. right there's o- no story o- over there's zero story beats. like you're, yeah if somebody asks you like you listen to an album and it's who's Taizu, you're gonna be like I don't know like a Lil Wayne fan that's what you'll like. That's what you'll get if you listen to that, which is dope because that's what I was inspired by, and that's what I was creating because that's all I knew at the time. I didn't really ha- like think about myself as an artist. What sound do I want to put out? What's and not even my brand because that becomes too broad of a term but it's more like what's w- what really is my story and what do i what do i want to say mm. and and w- what do like not even what do i want to hear because that's not ever up to you but what do i want to put into the world you know what energy do i want to put out? i never thought about it like that i was just more like oh bars let's record oh let's collab let's collab like there's no collaborations on this album zoo like i'm not even looking to do coll- unless it's like a really dope collab or it's like a fr- you know what i mean like like because right now i feel like i'm just sharpening my own blade you know and as opposed to like because it's easy you can have a lot of dope collabs there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like right now it's like i want to be the best version of myself let's keep raising the bar internally you know okay
0: we jumped from 2010 to 2019 yeah. okay you come back from india come back from india and then do you get a job are you still doing music no what's got a job
2: i was yeah got a job i was working at
0: metlife um you the know metlife bank yeah, yeah okay. i was an
2: enterprise architect associate enterprise architect okay lot- yeah dude i was just. We were just getting high and drunk at work and doing nonsense. We had a great job. like Nobody cared for a year and a half. And then the company went under and nobody cared. So it was dope. It was like a great 18 months where I just got paid and I got to enjoy. And
0: were you still making music at that time? Yeah,
2: but again, that's why I still feel like I was, but not like how I am now where it's like, you know. You're focused. Just, yeah, like I don't care about anything else. Like I don't think about anything else I don't like I just don't even have any other interests. like I just so badly only see this and want this I just don't even care about it. everything else becomes irrelevant you know it's like well what's the point back then it was the party of like I, we'd be in the studio and we'd be just throwing
0: parties like everyone would be wasted like we like so it's if, different you, you yeah you it took a little time to evolve to where you're at now absolutely Focus. all right so, yeah. so 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 2010 to 2018 goes by right no projects are put out in that time yeah right? no
2: love drugs and murder that project 2012 yeah 2012 13 it was again, like 17
0: again, or 18 tracks mixtape probably yeah. minimal to no monetization no show money yet no no brand money yet no Nothing. Nothing. Okay, so you you're not having a career; you're just making music, right? Without a full game plan. One hundred percent. Okay, and jobs are just there to to get you facilitate. By. Yeah. Float. What is what is family saying at this point? F- family at that point, excuse me, was
2: yeah, uh, of course. It you was have a, brothers
0: a, and sisters. Yeah, I have a younger brother. Okay. Yeah, and then and then
2: Drew and, and and Rush, they're like my they're my brothers as well. Like we, you know, excuse me, we grew up together, so. You know, the, it was cool, but like, at that point for me it was more like the, it was the partying, right? It was like that's that's why it was an, an issue almost. I feel more because.
0: And you're in your affiliate at yeah. time.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like doing music was getting like just wasted, and which is not what it is at all, right? Like the, the that almost like there's elements of it. Of course, you party, you drink, like you whatever, right? But um, the core of it became that for me. So that's why I think there's also less support along with the family. But also, it's at the same time, it's like, you know, they know I'm pretty firm in what I believe in. It's You have one life, pretty right? Obvious. Yeah, you have one life. It's like, if you don't live your life by your rules, and if somebody else is writing the laws of your life, then it, it's scary. It's like, you might as well give someone their, your autobiography and say, hey, just write it out for me. Like, yeah, now what do you think? What do you think I should write on this page? They're going to be like, yeah, it's your autobiography. Like, why don't you write your life? Like, is your, oh, no, no, no I'll write it. I'll write this chapter. It's like cool. That's what it essentially becomes. You would never let anyone do that, but we do it in real life all the time. But if you if if you were to literally be like, yo, here's my life story. Write it for me. You would never allow someone to do that, but we do that. We just don't think of it that way, right? Because because we end up following a certain structure because everyone's getting married by thirty and having kids at that. But and there's nothing wrong with it. In the end of the day, it's what makes you happy. What do you want out of life? Right. Right. Um, but. We drifted off music. We went left. <laughs> uh, but we're still there. Yeah, I'm, we're still I'm with we're you. we're in the relative space. So Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad. So I it was a it was a little bit of like, yeah, they didn't get it, but it was like, Well, what's the well, you know, what do
0: they do? What do you, what does your family do?
2: They um well they were supportive. Yeah, they were supportive. Like, what
0: do they do like for, for work? My,
2: my dad's an engineer and my mom doesn't work anymore. She used to work at a bank. Mm.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so, so could they support you at this time if you needed them? Yeah, to? I like live at home,
2: but not really like support me. Like we're yeah, we're you know been right. living in the same townhouse now. Like my parents live for twenty four years. Right. So you so,
0: live live at home, or you live separately? Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm at home right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so you have a space where you can do your music. Absolutely. And not have to worry necessarily about. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's cool. No, they're super cool. And like, yeah, it's worked out really well because, you know, I'm I'm moving around a lot. So it just works out perfectly and they get it. Like um, whether it's coming home late, like I'm usually never home. mm -hmm. So, so it's cool. Like when I am home, like I spend time with them, hang out, you know, whatever. I've kind of realized them more now, you know, just moving around a lot and just kind of just seeing everything. You kind of start coming back down, you know, like in terms of grounding yourself.
0: Do you you go to family events with them? Like say like it's Saturday. Parents are like, yo, we got to go to auntie so-and-so's house. We want to go. De- yeah, it, de-
2: it depends. It depends on the
0: event. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when, when they introduce you, do they say our son is a rapper?
2: Uh, the family knows now.
0: Okay. Everyone in
2: the family knows. Like, my mom now, like, when all her WhatsApp friends, like, when my, the video for practice drops, she sent it to all of her friends.
0: Like, my. this they, is where I was getting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She, that's love.
2: That's love. She, yo, she posted on her Facebook, her friend's <laughs> comments, show <laughs> love. Like, my, well, my uncle texted me, and he's, like, made a great job on the video. I said, yo, thank you, uncle. <laughs> yeah. I now is full support, you know like it's <laughs> but
0: but but how long did that take like four years ago would they would they be like, "Hey, you know so and so's uh, daughter is your age, and uh, you yeah, know, exactly she wants to- yeah. You yeah. Know, Baita, know, why can't you for, be like him? Yeah. 100%. Or whatever, like like would they introduce you to some 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 of their friends' kids with a girl and, and yeah. be like,
2: she, my mom even still talks to me about it. She's like, I want grandkids. I was like, I can give you grandkids. I'm not getting married. Like, give me nine months and we can just make that happen. Is that that's what she's like? Like Savage. It's, not a, it's not a hard process. We've just that's all humans do anyway. We reproduce, right? We don't do anything special. Like we're just here, we reproduce, we eat shit, we go. So it's like we can do that. We want more kids, let's do it. But it's like for me, it's like right now, as I told her, I'm like, mom, it doesn't make sense. Like I, I you know, what, she gets what, what, it, she gets what, it. What about. I'm
0: trying to get to is that at some point, yeah. it was either they could accept it right. and support, or they could be like, fuck off, do your own thing, we're, we're disconnecting ourselves from you, right? It could have went either way. Right. But in your case, um, the parents have been supportive of it. Extremely. S- similarly, with Juicy and I, we we decided to do this full-time DJ mm. thing before like it was... It was known that it could be lucrative and we could make a living and, and, and buy a house and support a family with it, right? Like, we were doing it from early days. I think he started at 8 years old. No, 10 years old. 10. But
1: when I was like in high school, my parents would be like, you have school tomorrow. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. Where are you coming from? You're 15 years old. And I'm just like, I was DJing at a club. Like, <laughs> Right. Here's here's half my money. Okay. But <laughs> imagine doing that from
0: 10 and now he's 30-something. I've been doing it since I was like 13 and I'm I'm up there in age as well and it's like
1: yeah it's not it's not the
0: the parents are, are my parents supported it pretty early
1: yeah my they had to come around they were like get your education first if you could conquer that then do whatever the hell you want
0: absolutely so yeah. your parents it took a little time to like fully support it right so they yeah. start supporting it in your like late 20s or whatever it may be yeah. and now you're here right the last 10 years it's obviously been musical but there's been some bumps in the road for sure or no business plan per se no okay, now you have this project, it's called Zoo. Right. It's coming out May 31st. Right. It's a fully cohesive, really well put together project. And the way I look at it, as much as music you have out there in the marketplace, there's no album per se that's out. There's mixtapes that were out. Correct. This is an album. Yeah. With a plan. Yeah. With rollout. With marketing around it. Yeah. Who's putting this album out? How is that happening? Talk to us about the business around it. Because a lot of our listeners, Man. there might be an 18-year-old kid listening, a 14-year-old kid listening that has an album on deck right now and just doesn't know what to do with it. Clearly, you're not thinking just music. You're thinking bigger picture here. You've mentioned your brand multiple times. So while we talk music, we also talk music industry. Right. And we talk music business. Right. Three very independent things yeah, for sure. that have to work cohesively. Yeah, How is that working for you? What are you doing to combine the music with the music business?
2: Yeah, I think um, one of those critical pieces is um, is honestly it's organizing yourself and executing. Having a great team is really important. I have a fantastic team around me. You know, shout out Rexo, who's outside. You know, produces everything with me. Rush. So he's um, your
0: producer, engineer, yeah. mixer. Rush master. and Rishi
2: are everything. So they're, they're all the, the sound. M- with
0: they're me. the music guys. Yep. Beyond the music guys, you yeah. have a team of others. Yeah,
2: Jay and Zach and, and Bika who, who are who are Jay So Jay and Zach, Jay does all the visuals, um, the social media, uh the, the branding side of things. Um Zach as well is kind of just a creative director with on the team, you know, whether it be visuals, sound stuff. Uh he's a musician himself. Now, now so,
0: as of now the team, the project and what you've done has you haven't you're not in revenue generating state yet.
2: No. Yeah. So, no. Minimal. Yeah. Like minimal. You know, just streaming, streaming stuff. But no, very low. No. So no.
0: this team, either really believes in you. Yeah. Right. Are you cutting them checks?
2: Uh, I right am now. not cutting them checks. They right. be, They really believe in me. Yeah. No. It's an incredible team. Point, it's point mad being, love. Point
0: being, for these artists that come out, you think you're gonna put out a single, it's gonna be popping, and you're gonna get millions of streams and get millions of dollars in show money and brand partnerships it doesn't work like that no right that's far and few between right right there's an actual grind there's a process yeah what position do you does the team hold for you in terms of like your value where do you value this team of yours
2: i mean incredible i do everything with them you know it's, it's important to have that support system you can't do anything alone Right, nothing. Nothing in this world was done alone. It, so it, it's really critical to have people around you that are that you. There's a co-mutual push, right? There's a mutual growth there, mm-hmm. uh, and an understanding because it's it's not easy, right? And it's unpaid for a long time until yeah. you hit that lottery, which is kind of how how it works in the music space, right? You can be nobody, and then overnight it's like, oh wow, you know, Gungam style. So it's like yeah. it can go <laughs> anywhere. You never know. Mm-hmm. So it's like the people around you, though, is always kind of what I don't know. It, it kind of keeps you grounded as well. Going back to that, like, it's it's incredible. We we're always bouncing ideas. We have our Slack channels, and we're always talking ideas. Cover idea, this, this, that, video. look all right, what's a, you know what are our talking? What are our timelines? And it's that constant grind. You know where you have that energy around you, so you're not just solo by yourself. And even if you are solo by yourself. It, it, you know, I was doing it by myself before, you know, just dropping stuff and, and that's okay because you start that way. You always start by yourself and then you'll learn to build that team around you. And that team naturally comes too when you have a product that resonates and when you can connect with people, it naturally kind of things start falling into place. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you understand yourself and the way you want to brand yourself and put yourself out in the world, mm-hmm. things start, start clicking right and when the energy is invested in the right way like when you're watering those seeds they will grow it just it's just how long till you can bear the fruit and eat them who knows right but you keep watering it right or you some, keep some, watering
0: someone, it. i read something yesterday that said the fruit is the last thing to grow on the tree you ever heard that before mm. think about a tree that grows yeah at the end of it comes the fruit yeah, but there's this entire timeline of to get to that Of getting to that fruit, but the fruit is the sweetest part, but it comes at the end. But if you don't take the time to grow the tree, the fruit will never come. Right. Analyzing that, where are you in this in this world of music very hungry looking for fruit <laughs> so um, oh, no it's, it's you know the tree the
2: tree's growing you know the tree like it's it's yeah, dope yeah. right we're all and, and the whole idea too i always tell the team this it's like because i'm just surrounded by incredible creatives and i feel like everyone is a brand of their own and like we do this because we you water one tree and once this tree is tall enough and we bear the fruit then we start building the forest right but we need one tree to hold strong so we can grow the forest out which is the whole mentality with the team right because Everyone has their own passions and their own desires and it's never like I don't want even a team That's just like all the times because they are they are all creatives in their own rights So I would never want you know anyone to be like all right This is a and and the team knows that too. It's like we're building something together So everyone has resources and everyone has a network and everyone has a platform to that's do amazing. anything they want You know, that's the whole idea of this. It's like we, we build together we get there once we set up camp We have one established thing then we could branch out and we build the forest, but we need to keep watering one tree first because until this tree is strong, nobody's going to see us, nobody's going to give us resources, and, and then once that's set, we build the forest. I, I like that. I think we
0: go to home base tomorrow and re-situate re- our plan. back well, We need more trees. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we, it's we, about we the agriculture. <laughs> it's about the agriculture. No, but it, it makes a lot of sense. So you got, you got your producers who are an integral part of it. Absolutely. You got your, your creative guys, uh, Jay and Zach. Yep. Uh, what speakers role because she's the one yeah. that put me on to you. Absolutely. And I yeah. don't I, I knew her. I don't know her well well. Yeah. But I know her like through mutual people. Yeah. And she seems like she's she's doing some really great things out in L.A. She's doing great stuff, yeah. She's like super, just locked in that. I didn't even scene. know she's like she on was, every cover, doing every. But I you know, didn't fashion realize she without. was on the management side of an artist. I thought she was more of a stylist and did that sort of stuff. But as you say, your entire team is made up of creatives, like. Right. A lot of people wear dual hat, like wear play oh, multiple absolutely. roles in this business now, right? It's like
2: Ravlan, Everyone has ten heads. You right. know, mm-hmm. like it's just everyone's like, all right, this, this, this. Everyone's right. doing so multiple she, things. So she's not a stylist. Well, yeah, she's
0: a stylist, but she's
2: not your stylist. No, yeah, no, she is my stylist. Yeah, she's she's my stylist, but as well as like she helps on the networking. She has an incredible network she's created, right? And so she's like, I really believe in this project, and I want to, you know, how did you guys connect? Because
0: she's West Coast. Yeah,
2: it was dope because um, I there was an event with Bubu that was here like a couple months ago, maybe end of last year, I forget now. But then at at that event, the after party, I think there was some footage up of me rapping uh, with Bubu and some of her friends, Mm. Um, and then she had saw it through that, and I think she's cool with Bubu and then through that she hit me up she had dm me and she's like hey I, I like saw your music and i think it's dope and like who's your stylist and i was like oh you know nobody yet. and she was like she was like lol i know and i was like yeah I'm clearly <laughs> shout out shout out Beeks for that so she hooked it up you know? she um yeah she was dope and she's just kind of been a part of the team that were just connecting dots and you know uh, she directed this video for never that we just we, yeah, we recorded a couple weeks ago but we're in the process of now fine-tuning
0: Unbelievable, man. So, so a lot of the people around you, like that's five people that are fully invested in you.
1: Yeah, that's the team. And I think I met, uh, I had the opportunity to meet Jay Sony in uh, L.A. And what I found. um, Oh, so
0: you met his team in L.A. too?
1: I just met Jay. Uh, I didn't meet Umbika. I was in, I was at Peter's studio, and Jay just pulled up on us. We were just hanging out, whatever vibe. And heard a couple of some things coming, but um, we could talk about that later. Uh, What I found in speaking with Jay was is the level of passion and intensity that goes behind Zoo and like his product and his videos and his images and creative and things like that. It's like I was blown away how passionate Jay was about his work.
0: That's the same thing with Mbika. She's like, you got to fuck with him. And that's like, so like, oh, right. exactly. So to your point <laughs> sure. and, then, and how passionate he is,
1: I just feel like, uh, you know, it just speaks volumes about his team around him, like that everyone truly believes in what he's doing and the product that he's putting out. And that, you know, that's something that we, we talked about earlier today. We talk about in other episodes, like product content, what you're putting out, um, is so important. Things will fall into place if the main item in the content is there. Right. Right. And when I was in the studio with Peter and Jay, I was they were previewing some tracks because Peter was mixing and stuff like that. And I'm just I was blown away with the bars, and th- that's the content that I was talking about. And I had, when I seen you at All Brown, everything I had told you that yo, dude, yeah. I heard this track. This is crazy. <laughs> I saw
0: him three days in a row in March. <sighs> crazy. He just pulled up out of left field. So
1: the the level of energy like that is has been brought to this interview alone. Like people listening right now, I'm telling you. Tai Zu is an animal. You need to listen to his <laughs> music. Zucarat. He's a zucarat. He's a He's a Chupacabra. He's whatever you want to call him, <laughs> bro. Go. Bigfoot. Yeah, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm a fan. Straight up.
0: I'm going to give you the album because I have it. Hey, oh, let's get it. Are leak, leaking the let's album? We're not leaking anything. <laughs> I'm, kidding. We'll, I'm kidding. I'll give it to you so you can have it. Facts. No, I do want to listen to it. So me and Juicy are partners. In our business. I'm hyped for you to hear, Juicy. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to hear it. I'm gonna give it to you on a USB stick today if you're okay with that. 100%. Cool. And um, you'll hear it. Um, I take a lot of pride in picking a record off of an album uh, when I get an album or just picking a record out and saying, this is one to go with. And I remember when you gave me the album, I had it, I downloaded it. You gave me like eight versions of the same album, by the way. Sick. All different, like, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> all different quality <laughs> levels. Uh, um, but never stuck out to me as like a record that <clears throat> allowed someone who wasn't familiar with the type of bars you have inside of you, um, to get familiar, but it was commercial sounding enough mm-hmm. right. that doesn't alienate a not avid rap fan. Yep. Yeah. And then at the end where it flips, salute to the producer. Because I've seen it in real life too now, right? Yeah. Where it flips to like this little dance, dance hall, hall yeah. drum at the end is a mind fuck, but it's really good. And we actually witnessed it a few days ago. He just pulled up at an event I was DJing mm. and it was like super Punjabi driven. And I was like, fuck it. We're going to get this kid on. Wasn't planned. Mm. And I talked to the organizer of the event. I said, yo. I got my man here. You don't know him, but he's nice. I'm gonna get him on, and he's like, no, 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 not, not right now. Let's keep it Punjabi. And th- in this event was like some major, like Jasmine Sanders, yeah, yeah, like all these people. Some were people there pulled up, yeah, and they were like dancing to Punjabi music. And I knew the minute we go rap, especially unheard of rap, it pauses the party. Mm-hmm. And this was right at the end of the party. And I had went up to him privately, and I was like, Yo, we're gonna get this done. I'm fuck <sighs> it, like. I know what we have to do. We're playing we'll this right now. Yeah. We're not playing, we're you're going to perform it. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. And and th- that's how I do it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like we have to do it. Find yeah. the right timing and let's do it. Party like was towards the end mm-hmm. the fucking place the ownership was like shut it down. It's you you guys are too Stizzy. crowded. It's yeah. too ratchet. Like stop. And I was like, "Let me just sneak this in real quick." Without hesitation. Again, why I liked it mm-hmm. and and I, I this is kudos to you on this but without hesitation you're like fuck it i don't give a fuck if there's two people there or if there's a hundred people in the audience or whatever give me the mic and i'll go Mm. and we went with never and at the end of it these people most of these people in this audience probably didn't know you correct (laughs) right but by the end of the record the people that were there were heavy engaged and at the end of it i'm not going to name the person because i know who it was was like Reggae dancing with this guy on stage. <laughs> like it. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, does this person know him or is this like, this is just some wild shit right now. Yeah. And it proved to me that like without no practice, without an audience that didn't come for him, he's ready to go. Mm. And that's a sign of on your way to being able to go to bigger stages. Facts. That, that's a huge thing and that's why we even started All Brown, Brown Everything. That's why we started Butter Chicken Podcast was really to have that Opening platform for people, right? This is this is a step into like where you're going We know our position in the in the entire market our position Position is is like we have friends that have made it and are continuing to make it and we know some people that Might pop off and we want to make sure that we give you this platform to Connect to the people whether it's digitally or whether it's live in person and if you could do both Well, then you're on your way to something Right Only time will tell Right mm. Very true So we salute you man That's much love We salute sure, I, you We I appreciate that it's, it's dope It's dope And it's dope to be able to Play your shit first on radio I think we played Never first on international radio 100% Thank you brother I but appreciate we're, we're, that But we're, appreciate we're, that. we're also We're gonna get something of yours Like I'm saying it Cause I know how to do it mm. When we're ready And the time is right We're gonna take this shit To mainstream American radio Garen fucking Still got bored It's just, yeah. it just gotta be At the right time And we gotta make that plan but, like, I speak that shit into existence. That's how we roll. Let's go. So, so um, you got... That never, to me, is, like, the big record on the album. But Same there's it. a lot of other big records on the album. What are your favorite records on the album? We know yeah. it's coming out. What can people listen to? What, what do you think people should listen to or, or call as the big records or the singles, if you right. will? The, the two songs, my favorites on there is uh, the two last songs,
2: Storyteller and Love or You Die. And Storyteller is about... Um, everybody right Um, it's the whole idea is um, that the hook is the bird bird hates the cage but cage has the food so bird closes wings forgets how to fly it forgets the skies It learns it lives just to die the story is true the story is you I hope that I'm wrong I hope that I'm lying I'm probably not, but you hold the pen, so write out your truth. So I'm sorry, it was a lot, but the whole, the whole idea is that you hold the pen to your truth, right? We're birds that flew into these cages and forgot how to fly. We forgot we came from infinite skies. So you are your own storyteller, and that's like we were talking about with the book thing earlier. Like, what is your story, right? Mm. Most people want an exciting. They'll watch exciting movies, but then they'll go live these boring lives. But it's like, why do you have this desire for excitement? Why don't you turn that, make your life that, right? It's your movie have <laughs> one life. Mm. So, storyteller is about that. What is the story that you're telling? Right? What is your story? Right? What, what are you going to be remembered by, if anything? Right? And we're all going to be forgotten. So, but for this period, right, that you are alive, this blip, right, this flash of light that you are, what is your story? What do you, what, what's going to. And then the other song is Love or You Die, which is um, the first half is about being a brown man in America. Uh, right? And the first lines are dot on my head like a target American snipers don't play. You pray to a God they don't know and they'll send you to meet him today. Right. I told him I'm one of the good ones, you know, that I'm born in the States, the irony of being colored when they only see you as gray. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's that idea. And then the second verse is about being a woman in India. And that that starts off with case after case, rape after rape. You're praying to Lakshmi. I don't think they hear what she's saying. Right. Thirty five thousand and count, but only two hundred convicted. I thought we would go with this match shit. These sound like some crooked statistics right it's like and so the other half is really that it's like they're praying to lakshmi and then you're raping our women like mm. you're raping our daughters and our mothers and our sisters mm. and then you're praying to lakshmi and then so the, there's a an, another conversation that has to be had there as well, and I feel like "Love or You Die" can be one of those for me to start having that conversation in the Indian community and with India and Indians here, because it's a, it's a major it's a it's a major problem, you know. And of course, we got to start in our community before we hit the world, right? Mm-hmm. You start at home and then you kind of branch out. Sure. So. Yeah, I feel like there's there's really important conversations that need need to be had And I feel like love or you die with being a brown man here and then being a woman in india um, Tackles two really important subject matters that I, I want to have more engaging dialogue with um, with the community so I, Those two are are my favorite like love or you die. I you know, I, I wrote that song I was with rex, you know, we were at we were at his house and me and rex and I was just sitting there just tearing as I was writing that second verse and I was just like 'Cause it's it's incredibly sad, like to, to feel like you can't be yourself. Like any any person in this world who feels like you cannot be the truest version of yourself, that's the saddest thing to me. Like to live, you have one life and you're forced to live a lie because you cannot be the truest version of yourself. That breaks my heart. Mm. And it's like this is happening all over the world all the time. Like we're crushing. We tell everyone to dream big, and then we crush their dreams and desires and hopes and say you can't do that. Right. And that's the whole idea around never to never been the type to live in three dimensions. These boxes that we put around ourselves, and never been the type. And the, the, but we're conditioned to like. love the box and that's what scares me we got to set the box on fire and it's like that's why i think through the music and through the art we can really start opening these dialogues and really allow people to come out of the box and be who they want to be and be unforgiving in your truth and and die for your truth and be okay with that and know that you did something for yourself that was the best thing you could do which is be honest with yourself and that's the most like what else are we doing here you know it's that the hardest thing is to be honest with yourself so yeah, yeah, I, th- I would say um, Love or You Dying
1: Storyteller. I'm, I'm really excited to have those
2: conversations.
1: Sick, dude. Really thought-provoking shit. Straight up. Top five interviews? I think so. <laughs> deep. <laughs> fucking deep. Hell yeah. Love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's like, it, it, as a DJ, one of my goals when I spin is, yeah, to break records and play good things and, and, and all that fun stuff, but uh, to evoke emotion out of the people that I'm playing for, whether it's happiness, whether it's... Me going to R and B set and them thinking about you know a past relationship and things like that. Like I truly think about that when, before I go in. Um, That's what makes you special, Juicy. But you know, as a parallel is is like they're, they're, like a lot of people are just they're putting out records to put out records. Oh, I, I can sing, so I'm, I'm going to talk about this love song or this relationship that I never had. But somebody will relate to it, you know. And, and the the truth of the matter is is that you're you're putting out shit with the message that will. Resonate and will also evoke emotions, which is important because sometimes I feel like that's getting lost nowadays. And spark conversation. Exactly. That's. know
2: yeah Yeah. Uh, that's the beautiful thing like and uh, basically everything you we see around us came from an idea someone thought about it that's how powerful our thoughts are almost everything around us came from it Mm. you know so it's like and most people have the same sixty thousand thoughts every day like are you having the same thoughts every day or how are we you know what i'm saying and that that that, that's what the cycle becomes every day the same thought patterns then you can't evolve because you're you're again you're eating your own shit right so it's like you're gonna keep just recycling that as opposed to stepping out of your comfort zone. That's the other thing, too. Being uncomfortable is great. Be uncomfortable, right? Put yourself in a position where you learn about yourself, right? And I think in those moments, too, it kind of starts defining who you are and you start recognizing certain characteristics that you can then develop and grow upon as well.
0: (laughs) Speechless. Uh, One quick question. We're we're living in a day where um, social media soundcloud even youtube instagram um all these platforms uh have made it um so that the youth are engaged in these platforms every day and they people live and die by these social media numbers or by these likes or by these comments um what is your what are your thoughts on being an artist in an era where social media drives a lot of it, where so- social media drives a lot of your success or right. lack of. Right.
1: No,
2: it's, it,
0: it's, it's a tool, right? It's, a,
2: it's, it's just important with, like, just like any tool that you use, what's the purpose, right? Like, if you give a, 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 a gun to a baby, it's probably not good. It's not that the gun is bad or, like, a knife, right? A knife is great. A knife cuts vegetables. But if you put it in the hands of a baby not good because the person wielding the power so with social media it's a tool and it's how you manipulate that tool yet the 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 issue now has become when that's the only dependency for your art you should utilize it if everyone's out putting flyers in the front of cars and you notice it's getting recognition and they're getting some sort of traction from it you're going to start putting flyers on everyone's cars because that works right and that was the old method now we've moved out of print and now it's digital media so it's a natural evolution and that's great. I would say as long as the artists aren't using that as their crutch, use that as a tool, utilize it, but that's not the only platform. Your art is what's going to speak and stand. In the end of the day, if your art is strong, nothing else matters. Gambino doesn't need to go on social media. He's proven himself through his art in various forms where now he can just put one video up or even Cole, right? So it's like you can establish, excuse me, establish yourself in a way where you don't need to, like eventually I would love to have no social media just because I'd love just to speak through the art, you know, I I a person, but that's personal other people build lifestyles and change people's lives through it right Mm. so there's all stuff other people put gandhi quotes up and you know are laying naked on the beach that's fine too whatever makes you happy (laughs) is fine in the end of the day i would say just recognize what you're putting out in the world and what you want to put out in the world if that's your brand then that works you know you just but and if it works for you like you know why stop it you're feeding your family off of it i'm not mad at you at all Um, I would say just where that line is drawn is that if you're putting negativity and it's it's resonating and impacting in a negative way, then maybe it's something you could fine tune or correct. Right. But I'm not here to judge anyone, but yeah, social media is a tool, right? Like, like again, everything is a tool. It's just how you utilize it, how you manipulate it. Um, and what you want out of it. It's just being mindful of that.
0: Yeah. Very good point. Um, for us, butter chicken is, is a tool. It's a tool for us to connect to the youth. It's a tool for us to connect globally. It's a tool for us to tell stories, like we said, of of people that need their stories to be told. With that, I think this particular episode shed light on a guy who we didn't know much about. We knew Mm. you had some good songs, uh, and you were a very humble dude. I think the the last hour, hour and a half that we've been sitting here uh, proved that we need to definitely sit with you again. Mm -hmm. We probably need to hang out with you. Let's do it. Uh, We need to definitely have a meal with you. Um, And... um, You've you've dropped a lot of gems, and I think this is like a good. This is like ilmatic where people are gonna have to go back and listen to this podcast like a couple hundred times like times <laughs> pick up some of the shit that you said because I know I'm gonna listen to hundred percent right. Yeah. I'm gonna listen to the file and be like, what we're the-
1: bringing this shit to the meeting tomorrow, bro. We got a team <laughs> meeting. Like I'm dropping gems. Trees. People are gonna look at us like, what the we're fuck? We're growing trees tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
0: point is, is that you've dropped a lot of gems, but at this point in the show when we close out our show, yeah. the biggest thing for us is the youth. Yeah. For us it's the absolute most important thing is touching the youth and talking to them and giving shedding some light uh to help them maybe decide on their own career paths or or uh maybe get out of the box they might be in or maybe just brighten up their day. If you can give the youth any gems, bars, advice Uh, If you could say something to them, what would you tell the youth that listens to the Butter Chicken Podcast? Yeah. I I would say the
2: most—I would say be unforgiving in who you are. Uh, As I would mentioned earlier, I think the hardest part is figuring out who you are and what you want. So I'd say the most important thing for the—and it's tough, right? You're going through all these phases. You have so many different things happening. You're understanding your body. You're understanding the world around you. You're forced to make certain decisions, right? Adolescence into adulthood is like— a it's a critical development year mm-hmm. as well as there's a lot of um emotional stimuli that takes place and development so i would say filter out all the nonsense everyone's going to have an opinion. It's cheap. Talk is cheap. It's so dope. You can just throw it. Th- throw, you can just say anything you want. Mm. Don't worry about what anyone has to say. Figure out what you want to do and do it unforgivingly. It doesn't matter what your parents say. They're not perfect. They don't know it either. They're just telling you what they were fed and they're shitting it out into your mouth. Mm. So don't worry about what anybody thinks. It doesn't mean you don't love your parents. It doesn't mean, no. But the truth of it is they made you, but they're not going to make you, right? So you have mm. to make yourself. And that's that understanding of who you are, what you want, and do it. Does not matter in the end you're gonna be dirt you eat the apple and it becomes a part of you right you eat you, you're, you're born eight pounds and you eat the earth and we hmm. get 200 pounds by eating the earth we're just pieces of earth move around and we just think we're smart doesn't matter you don't matter you're an irrelevant piece of life embrace your irrelevance and could be unforgiving in your passion and die for
1: it uh, I would say yeah Yo, listen, man, uh, <laughs> the bars and gems that were are dropping this episode today, if that doesn't tell you what the music is like, then I what mean, it's
0: going to be like, you can't even imagine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Butter Chicken Podcast. This is your boy DJ Sherrod.
1: And your enlightened boy DJ Juicy.
0: <laughs> we are the Butter Chicken Boys. You can find us on all your podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Soundcloud and in India where can they find us Juicy? You can
1: find us on Hubhopper man. Tune in, subscribe, rate, like, all that man. We we need that support and love from at everybody. Butter
0: Chicken Podcast at DJ Sharad and
1: at DJ Juicy.
0: And Taizu where can they find you in case they want to they want to catch hey, up with you? absolutely. What you're
2: doing? Uh at Taizu how you? How- T A I Z U. How you? H O W Y O U. Much like, love.
0: I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, good night. We'll see you soon on the next Butter Chicken podcast.
1: Thank you, Zu. Appreciate you, man. Much love, guys. Yes, sir. (laughs)